Hey everyone, I hope you're doing well today. And before I start this episode, I really just want to take a second and say that I am so incredibly grateful for all the love and support that I've gotten over the last couple days. People sharing my content, taking the time to speak with me. It's incredible. And I've honestly been really overwhelmed all week by just the tremendous outpouring of support and positivity. It really means the world to me that I've been able to have any kind of positive effect. And the fact that you guys are reaching out to me is just amazing. And I want you to know that I'm truly grateful for all of you. From the bottom of my heart, I mean that. Uh, really, I do. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really excited to be on this journey with you guys. So let's get started. It's the end of January, which is as good a time as any to check in on any resolutions or goals that you may have set for the year. February is the death of most of these resolutions. So I want to try to encourage you all and maybe help keep you on track. Today, I want to talk about an effective way to create change in your life. So one of the reasons that people have a hard time creating change in their lives is that they still identify as their old self. 95% of what we do is unconscious. We learn to respond to various situations according to the character that we've developed for ourselves. Most of the responses to anything come either from emotion or from habit. The unconscious picks the default option and saves you the trouble of having to problem solve all day. Now this is a very good thing if the default option you set for yourself is in alignment with where you want to go. It keeps you from having to make those decisions all day long. If you encounter the same situation and the same decisions every single day, it doesn't really make sense that you would need to treat that as a new event every time it comes up. Once you figure out the best way to handle it, it's much easier to just always handle it the same way every single time. And that's basically the purpose behind habits. They keep us from getting stuck wasting energy on the same problems over and over. If you create habits that move you in the right direction, then your unconscious becomes a very powerful driving force that pushes you towards your goals. Unfortunately, it doesn't always happen that way. If your habits don't serve you, then you'll constantly be fighting against them, which is kind of like trying to swim up against the current of the ocean. Sure, you can make a little bit of progress, but it's slow going and sooner or later you're going to get tired and you're going to start to be pushed back. The current, on the other hand, is a force of nature and is going to continue on no matter what. Another way the unconscious is like a force of nature is that you cannot escape it. No matter what, it will always be there. You will always have habits. You will always have those mental maps in your head. You don't get to choose not to have them. What we do get to choose, however, is which habits and maps we want to build. I think where a lot of people go wrong is that they decide that they don't want to be a certain way anymore, but they don't create a clear vision of who they do want to be. They may say they don't want to be depressed or respond to situations with anger, but they don't create a strategy for how they're going to respond to those future situations. So when a negative thought or feeling does come in, they just try to force it out or ignore it, or they fall back into old habits. And trying to force something out of your head, like intentionally, or just trying to ignore something, it doesn't work for very long, unfortunately, because you're swimming against the current at that point. That force of nature is still geared towards those old habits and behaviors. And if you don't communicate with it correctly, it'll be working against you. What you need to do instead is to create a strategy for a different way to respond. I'll give you a personal example. The way I got into all this was because of my own struggle with mental health issues. I was really overwhelmed by what I had going on, and eventually I just hit a breaking point. Now what I was trying to do at first is probably the same thing everybody does. I started by feeling helpless and frustrated and like a prisoner in my own head. And even after I hit that breaking point, I decided I had to turn things around or I wasn't going to make it. But I, I still I didn't know what to do other than to kind of like 
white knuckle and hope for the best. So I started reading all the books on self-help and psychology that I could get my hands on and applying anything that seemed like it might work. So if you're trying to create powerful and lasting change in your life, there's a couple things that need to happen. The first thing is that we have to learn how to respond differently to those same old situations which we're going to talk about in just a second. This can be pretty difficult because those mental maps can be embedded pretty deeply and below the level of our awareness. The other major thing that needs to happen is that to have a lasting change, we have to create a new identity for ourselves. That identity change can seem like a huge mountain to climb, and it is, but you tackle it the same way that you would climb an actual mountain, one step at a time. The way identity is created is through your daily actions. It's the little stuff that you do every single day that adds up to create who you are. It's not something you do once in a while, and it's not a single event. Your identity is basically the way that you see yourself. And some of that might be wishful thinking, but the majority of it is based off the evidence that your unconscious sees in your life. If you've kept a habit of going to the gym three days a week and keeping junk food to a minimum for the last 10 years, you're going to identify as a healthy person. When you identify as a healthy person, you make decisions to support those beliefs. Your unconscious wants to do that. It wants to make everything coherent. It wants it to make sense. It wants your actions to support your beliefs. If you have a habit of engaging in negative thoughts and letting them run wild whenever they pop up, you're going to start to identify as a negative person, more than likely without realizing it. And what really sucks about that is you'll actually start to sabotage yourself so that your external life reflects those negative mental images that you have of yourself. So to change your identity, what's important is that you start bearing down on all that little stuff. Letting the dishes pile up in the sink every now and again is not going to kill your self-esteem, but making a habit of letting your living space get dirty tells your unconscious that you are dirty. It tells you that you are disorganized, that you don't care about your living conditions. And one of the first warning signs of depression is that people stop taking care of themselves and of their environment. They start letting things go because they don't care. But it works the other way around as well. If you start letting things go, you stop caring. You stop taking pride in yourself. And over time, that's a really big blow to your self-esteem. The longer this goes on, the more evidence that you stack up. And it gets to the point where you don't respect yourself enough to take care of anything in your life. The same thing is true of negative thoughts. If you let them control you for years on end, you start to believe that's just, that that's just how you should see yourself. You start believing that negative voice because there must be a reason that you've been listening to it all this time. So you justify it by saying, well, it must be true. So that change of identity takes time, but it starts with the daily decisions that you make. So let's talk about how to make better decisions so that we can actually get started on all this. It's one thing to say that we shouldn't engage in negative thinking, but actually pulling yourself out of that downward spiral is a whole different ballgame. When you start having those negative thoughts, your body responds as if you're under attack. You get a dose of cortisol and adrenaline, your breathing gets shallow, you'll unconsciously start to sink into a defensive posture, and the next thing you know, you're caught up on that train of thought, and it's out of control. The single most reliable way, the absolute best way that I've found to break this pattern to get out of those negative thoughts is by changing your body language. Seems super simple, but it works. The reason that this works is that there's a very close connection between the mind and the body. They're constantly commuting in this feedback loop, and that can either create a vicious cycle, or it can keep you on track pretty much no matter what happens. You don't need any special tools to make this happen either. There's no trick involved. All you really need to do is to begin to develop a strong awareness of how you feel at any given time. And I've actually had to relearn this lesson myself recently, which is part of the reason I'm talking about it. It's a phenomenal strategy. It's one of the, it's, it was really the first thing that helped me get out of the bad place that I was in, and it's something that I've relied on consistently. Like I said, I, I kind of fell off the, I, I kind of fell off a little bit 
Um, and recently I've had to get back on track, but I was just reminded of how effective this is. So a good way to practice this is to experiment a little bit when you have some time to yourself. Don't wait for the situation to happen. Um, kind of create that situation so you, like when you're alone in your room so you can practice this without it being a high stakes situation. So try thinking of a situation that normally bothers you and give yourself a, a minute or two to really engage with that thought. Get as involved with it as you normally would like if you were you know getting caught up in this downward spiral but now I want you to pause and really pay close attention to how that thought makes you feel. We usually don't stop to notice it, but if we pay attention, we'll start to recognize that little jolt of stress chemicals that comes up with these thoughts. These chemicals drain us and they cause us to sink into these defensive postures. So to fight back against this, Start experimenting with how changing your body language immediately has an impact on those feelings. If you've started hunching over, straighten up. Um, roll your shoulders back. Take deeper breaths. Hold your head up to where you can't see your feet. Push your chest out. Smile. Laugh at yourself. All that good stuff. Everything that happens in the mind-body connection also works in reverse. Changing your posture has been proven to trigger the release of serotonin and endorphins. You have the power to create whatever feeling you want. You just have to know how to use your body and your mind correctly. Those feelings over time become moods, which over more time becomes a disposition or a temperament. And over the course of your life, that disposition or temperament determines who you are as a person and what quality of life you experience. It's a very simple way to hack your emotions. For me personally, forcing a smile, taking a deep breath, and kind of letting myself laugh a little bit on the exhale, uh, that works the best for me. It might be a little bit different for you guys, but it's just, it's very effective. It immediately releases those, those feel-good chemicals. And then I'll make it a point to let go of whatever tension that I notice in my body. And just, I start making those little adjustments to how I'm sitting, how I'm standing. And it very quickly changes the way I feel. It gets me out of that negative place. And you can do this anywhere. And it's not really obvious to other people that you're struggling to avoid a mental breakdown, which is is nice and the main thing with all of this is that it, it's very simple but it, it does take a lot of practice to make it a habit we're typically not used to noticing when these thoughts get away from us so it is going to take some time to get good at actually breaking the patterns if you catch yourself if, if you look back at your day and you realize that you spend a lot of time not doing this you spend a lot of time letting yourself get carried away and you just have a lot of evidence of, well, I'm really not doing this very well. That's okay, because you, you've got to start somewhere. It's a skill. It's something that you build. It's something that you practice. It takes some time to get good at breaking those patterns. So start by developing an awareness. Make a commitment to yourself that you'll pay attention to any negative thoughts and feelings that you do have and that you'll catch them as soon as possible. If it takes 20 minutes to catch it and you realize you've just wasted all that energy, okay. But that's, that's, a, that's still a victory for you because before you wouldn't have noticed it at all. So now, yeah, you're a little late to the game, but next time maybe it only takes 15 minutes. Maybe next time it only takes 10 minutes. You just gotta, you just have to work at it. Once you do notice it, make sure that you take the time to, um, first of all, start working on your body language. And at first, those habits may be overwhelming, and that forced smile that you're trying to fake it till you make it, it might feel like a Band-Aid on a broken arm. And that's okay, just do the exercise anyway. If you've spent years practicing bad habits, it's going to take more than a day or two to break them. It's going to be difficult at first. The goal is that you start to notice when you're heading in the wrong direction and to practice bringing yourself back on track. It's a skill and the harder it is for you, honestly, the more you need it. When I first learned this, I was 
really excited by the progress that I was making. The first few days were extremely difficult. It was a constant struggle and I, I usually didn't even notice that I was stuck in those negative patterns until it had been going on for a little bit too long. But after a week or so, I was starting to see really big changes. It was getting easier to redirect my attention to positive thoughts and my overall mood was steadily starting to go up. And I was really excited to share all this with my other friends who were all very depressed and um, I knew that they were struggling. I was still struggling, but I had been more so before, and I was I was really excited. I was like, guys, I, could, um, I, I found a way to help us. Like, I found a way to not be depressed anymore. Isn't that great? And what I found was that most people were unwilling, very unwilling, to even try. And that didn't make much sense to me, because who would choose to be depressed when you're given a way out? And one friend in particular says something that I'll never forget, because he really epitomized what it feels like to have depression. Because depression is real. Anxiety is real. They are visceral feelings that overwhelm a person, whether they make any sense to others or not. And basically what he said was, well, first of all, it's fake. Like just because you smile doesn't mean that anything changes. Secondly, so what? In two minutes, I'm going to feel depressed again. So, you know, when does it end? And he had a good point. And I did, at the time, I didn't really know what to say to him, um, but I kind of do now. It doesn't change anything in the environment, but it does change how you feel about the environment. And your perception is really all that there is. 10 people can go through the same thing and experience 10 totally different things. So if you get to choose how you experience life, why would you not choose the best possible experience? It also changes how you respond to the environment. It makes you more resourceful. You know, you look at people who go through the same things without struggling emotionally. And I mean, don't you want to be more like that? Sure, that rush of endorphins from a smile, it's all inside of you. Um, but that's where you live your life from. That rush of anxiety and negativity that you get from those negative thoughts are just as fake as the, the feelings that you get from the smile, from the positive language. Life is just a big illusion, but it's cool because you get to choose which illusion you want to live. The second thing that he said to me really sums up depression, that, that so what, that feeling is going to come back. It's hopeless. And what he didn't understand was that he had a habit of thinking in the negative. That body language trick, it wasn't a magic bullet to instantly cure all those thoughts. What it is, is it's a reliable technique that gives you space. It gives you emotional space to choose to engage in different thoughts, to make different decisions. You can have confident body language and still think dark thoughts. Totally possible. What changing your physical state does is it gives you the opportunity to feel better for just long enough to make the decision that you're going to disengage from that downward spiral and you're going to head in a different direction. It takes the emotional sting and, and the, the impact out of those thoughts. So you can recognize them as just, just that, they're just thoughts. And when you stop feeling that way, it makes it much easier to, to change that, that um, train of thought. Doing that once a day is not gonna make a huge difference in your life. But when you make that decision over and over again, you start to create a new identity for yourself. You stop believing that you're a victim of circumstance and you start to see yourself as someone who has power over themselves. It's not a one-time thing. It's a lifestyle thing that you do one step at a time. Making a habit of breaking the negative cycle will eventually become easy. It becomes automatic. You don't have to think about it anymore. It becomes the default. Your unconscious takes over that, that force of nature and it does all the work for you. You just have to take the time to make it a habit. You have to put the work in to make it an unconscious reaction. Once you do, you can relax. You can let the reins go a little bit because your, your unconscious mind is going to take control of everything and it's going to do all the heavy lifting for you. Once you're out of that unproductive state, you feel better, 
you're able to make better decisions, and that habit adds up over time to create a new identity for you. And that's what creates lasting change in your life. But it starts with those little decisions. It starts with bringing awareness to the negativity that you have, to whatever undesirable thing that is in your life or in your head. Don't get caught up worrying about how long life is and about how many battles that you're going to have to fight in the future. Just focus on what you can control right now because right now is all that there is. Start practicing that self-awareness, break the negative cycle with positive body language, and start creating a better life for yourself. Once again, guys, thank you so much for all the love and support that I've gotten recently. Um, I'll do my best to keep making good content for you guys and to get better at it, um, constantly seeking improvement, and let me know if there's anything I can do for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck.